Hello all and welcome back to the GOAT5 podcast. If you haven't already, please check out our previous podcast, which was on our top 5 favourite martial arts films. In this episode we'll be discussing and offering up 5 romantic comedies each, with some honourable mentions thrown in too. I'm your host Jay. And I'm your co-host Cameron. So just for a bit of context, me and Cammy have a deep passion for cinema. We study HNC media analysis and production and we were tasked to create a podcast so we decided to talk about something that comes easy to us, films. We decided to not just pick the most common genres of films to rank, so instead decided to rank films from niche genres and who does not love a list. So without further ado, let's get goatee. <laughs> so Cammy, what is your pick for number five? My number five film has to be Hitch. It is a belter, please do tell me more. I think Hitch is a great movie. You have the two parallel love stories which, uh, with Will Smith helping Kevin James to achieve his love goals, and on the other hand, you have Will Smith dis- struggling, despite the fact that he's picking up ladies as his job, really. There's a really funny bits in it, like when Kevin James goes to the art gallery and tries to follow Will Smith's rules. You know what my favourite bit is? It's the, the bit with the pen. Aye, that bit is awful funny. Right, now for my number five, which is uh, When Harry Met Sally. For starters, Billy Crystal is amazing in it and really brings home the comedic side of things. Overall, I just love the fact that it takes place over a huge span of time and shows every aspect of this couple's relationship. Even when they've not met in years, and at points are engaged to other people, it just nails the many emotions slash highs and lows perfectly. That is a great choice. <laughs> right, Cammy, time for your number four pick. At number four, I've chosen High Fidelity. I really like it, as it doesn't look at the romance as a current goal, it's a sort of passing thought. Also, it has a really good soundtrack. It has John Cusack in it, who I really like, and it even has Jack Black in it, who I love. I feel like it's quite a realistic scenario for someone going through heartbreak uh, and who's trying to wash it out with music and lists to keep them off his mind. Featuring an amazing Bruce Springsteen cameo. (laughs) Yeah. So, Cammy, my number four is, funnily enough, another music-themed one, The Wedding Singer. Featuring an amazing Billy Idol cameo. Exactly. When Mr. Sandler was killing it, film after film, and this one hits you right in the feels. The soundtrack and songs within the film are top tier. It's about a guy who's dumped in his wedding day, and things become even more complicated when he meets and falls for a newly engaged waitress. So let's hear your number three, Cammy. The number three for me is Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love has a great cast. It includes Steve Carell, Ryan Gosling, Julianne Moore, Emma Stone and even Kevin Bacon and you can't beat a bit of bacon. Plus there's a few other famous faces in there. The film is a really refreshing look at the breakup type of rom-com because the breakup is between a middle-aged married couple which then leads uh, Ryan Gosling having to help Steve Carell again on how to pick up ladies as he's a bit of out of touch. This is probably one of my guilty pleasure films that I can just sort of stick on and enjoy at any time. I'd agree with this, it's a good choice. Uh, my number three is About Time. It stars Donald Gleason as a guy who is a family where all the men can time travel in it. Uh, it's written and directed by Richard Curtis, who done Love Actually and Four Weddings and a Funeral. And it's just a very refreshing take on the rom-com genre, and I think it's probably one of the best this century. And it's got Bill Nighy in it, and we all know Bill Nighy makes anything instantly better. I've never actually seen it, but I'll make sure I do. That's almost blasphemy in this <laughs> uh, rom-com podcast. <laughs> hey now, Cammy, hit us with your number two. At number two, I'm going to pick Palm Springs. So I watched Palm Springs without really hearing much about it, but I actually really enjoyed it. I think it's a really good time loop film that works well, and it isn't confusing. 
and the romance that builds between Andy Samberg and Christian Melotti is really well done. The film kind of assumes you already understand how time loops work, so it's when we see Andy Samberg we realise he's been in the loop for some time and it doesn't really have to try explain it to you. And if you don't know how they work, you should probably go watch Groundhog Day again. Yes, that Palm Springs very, very underrated in my opinion. So my number two rom com is His Girl Friday. I've never actually seen that either. Even better then. Uh, this is by far the oldest film on our list, and this is just a wacky time from the Hollywood golden ages. Uh, it stars Cary Grant and Rosalind Russell, and their chemistry in it is absolutely ridiculous. It's about a newspaper editor who uses every trick in the book to stop his ex-wife from remarrying. <laughs> I'll need to check it out. I think everyone should. Right, folks, it's uh, time for our honourable mentions. For this, we're just going to go quick fire before we dive into our number one. So, my honourable mentions... Uh, First off, we've got The Apartment, we've got Francis Ha, Begin Again, 50-50, and The Breakup. Those are pretty good films. Uh, my honourable mention is The Proposals, 27 Dresses, She's the Man, and Bridesmaids. And uh, if TV shows are allowed, I want to shout out How I Met Your Mother, because that is really good. Right, Cammy, we are finally here. Let us hear your number one. <coughs> So my number one spot is quite obvious because there isn't actually a better rom-com than it. It's obviously 10 Things I Hate About You. You can't speak about 10 Things I Hate About You when it comes to rom-coms because it's just a masterpiece. It's uh, actually a modern reimagining of Shakespeare's Taming of the Shrew. Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles are really good in their roles as school outcasts and I have to mention the fact that I'm pretty sure my dad named me after the film, specifically Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character. The film came out in the year I was born my dad's a big fan of it, although I don't think he'd admit it so publicly as I am. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt's char- character is called Cameron James, just like me. Love it. Love love the story behind it as well. Uh, so this is it then, the final film on the list. My number one choice is 500 Days of Summer. It's not even just my favourite rom-com, it's probably one of my favourite favorite films of all time, full stop. It has a unique style and pulls my heartstrings all over the shop. It's edited brilliant, it's got great performances, a terrific soundtrack, and it's just for me, perfection. It's a bit weird that Joseph Gordon-Levitt shows up in both number ones. That is true, very, very interesting. So, if you made it this far listening to us talk nonsense, then cheers, it's been an interesting one to say the least. Remember, if you haven't checked out a previous episode, please do, and you can follow all my film thoughts over on Letterboxd at www.letterboxd.com forward slash jshikari. Again, thanks so much for joining us. I've been your host, Jay. I've been Cammy. And this has been Goat Goat 5.